I'm Jackson Licka, and welcome to this episode of our 2016 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, Taking the Pulse of Precision Farming's Growth Potential, is once again being brought to you by Farmer's Edge. As always, I encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available on iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you use for listening to podcasts, make sure and let us know. We'll make every effort to get it added to our list. And subscribing will allow you to get an alert about future episodes when they're released in this series. Thanks again to Farmer's Edge, proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations, grow opportunities for your customers, and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at farmersedgeusa.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Well, we all know that it's been a roller coaster year for many companies in the agricultural industry with ongoing fluctuation in the commodities market. Manufacturers of precision farming technology are among those that have navigated the evolving market along with their dealers. Earlier this year, results of the 2016 Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark Study revealed that only about 40% of respondents forecasted short-term growth in their precision farming business, the lowest percentage in three years. But there is optimism as well that the market will begin to rebound, at least modestly, with 30% of dealers forecasting revenue growth of 2-7% to in 2016, the highest percentage ever. Cautious optimism was a prevailing tone at this year's Farm Progress Show in Boone, Iowa, where I had the opportunity to speak with several precision farming companies about the current state of the precision ag industry and how they see the market evolving in the coming months and years. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Edge, we share excerpts from company conversations conducted at this year's Farm Progress Show, taking the temperature of the precision farming industry. We start with a perspective from Tim Davis, U.S. sales manager for Farmer's Edge, who discussed the evolution of the company and the value of an aha moment for farmers when investing in a data management platform. Farmer's Edge was founded in 2005 by uh, two uh, farm kids, uh, Curtis McKinnon and Wade Barnes. Um, they got their agronomy degrees, they went to work for a retailer uh, in Canada and started working and doing some precision um, solutions for some growers. Growers liked it and uh, they made the decision to start their own business a very solid decision at this point. Uh, so the company has moved from more of an agronomy-based company to more of an ag tech, ag data company. But it's nice that we're founded in, in agronomy because we bring that farmer focus. We understand farmers. We understand they need serviced. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're a little different than I think of a lot of folks in our industry. 
Um, we launched in the U.S. Uh, basically in November of 15 uh, for a couple of months, and then we uh, re-engaged and really actually launched in January of 16. Uh, so we've been selling our solutions uh, since January and servicing uh, those solutions. We're excited with harvest coming upon us. We can get in there and, and get some harvest data and, and see you know, how some of our prescriptions produced uh, from a yield perspective. Uh, and we're just excited for our, our, our customers that came on board with us to just get a full 12 months into the program to see the full value. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about how uh, some of your offerings are structured, you know, how you guys have put those together and, and what's included in those. Sure. So uh, we, we function a little differently. We're a whole farm solution company. That comes from the fact that we collect data. We have a cam plug device where we put it in all the equipment. We put weather stations on farm. So it becomes sort of a full farm offering because it's hard to just do a certain certain set of fields within the farmer's perspective and we also believe that to give them true value we've got to collect all the data on the farm and be able to compare field to field and to be able to analyze the weather conditions across the farm so that we can give them full benefit full benefit on their entire farm so we have smart solutions which is our which is kind of our data collection package so that's going to include the cam plugs the weather stations the software and then all the mapping that comes from the data collection the as applied and the harvest mapping basically gives a grower an opportunity to sort of get his data collection started, get it organized, and perhaps he then takes that and makes better decisions with it on his own from a variable rate perspective. But if a grower wants more and really wants us to be involved in that variable rate discussion, then we actually add an ultra package, which when we would come physically do the soil testing, uh, create the management zones. We use management zones, not grids. We might want to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but we create the management zones, and then we write the variable rate prescriptions, uh, and then we give the grower a profit map at the end, which gives them an ROI on did that variable rate pay or not. Uh, talk a little bit about what you're, you're hearing in the industry. I mean, obviously there's a great demand for collecting data, using data mm -hmm. in agriculture today, but... Uh, maybe talk about some of the ways you guys are filling that need and, and again, what you're hearing from customers as far as that, that Well, I think, you know, growers have been collecting, obviously, yield data for a lot of years, but did it ever get used to create any additional decision-making? Uh, their soil testing, uh, is that being used to its full benefit? So I think with our package, our full suite of solutions, we're able to collect the data, put it in an organized form, and then create those decisions with impact to really give that grower that return on investment that aha moment of why I did this, right? So I think growers might have been burned in the past where they felt like they were getting that and there was nobody to follow through on the, on the decision-making side. And so I think our package helps bring it to fruition in terms of full value. Future growth, I mean, where do you want to see things evolve to, or how do you see things evolving in this space? Um, well, right now, uh, we, we started off in nine states, uh, basically uh, working from the Dakotas down to, uh, to Kansas and then over to Illinois. Uh, we will be expanding east and south, uh, likely in 2017, not sure which states or how that will work. And for us, expansion is a little larger decision because we have the operations team behind us, so we're just not selling and sending stuff to you to install yourself. We put people on your farm to install the equipment, put people on your farm to train you on the software, and to do the soil testing if you're in that in that solution. So we have to make sure that we have the boots on the ground to service what we sell. 
kind of wrapping up too, um, just was curious, you know, what, what are maybe some of the trends you're seeing kind of in the agronomic uh, data management software space that you feel are uh, kind of driving the industry today and, and in terms of what some of the solutions you guys are providing? Right. Well, I think I think the, the data management side of it takes a while for the payoff, right? So you start collecting data today and there's got to be enough data to get aggregated to be able to give you that payoff of, of, of the different things that are happening on your farm. The variable rate side is a little quicker, right? It just takes one season to, to, to make that decision to move the management zones, write the prescriptions, uh, and, and apply in a variable rate manner. So I think, I think where the change is going to come from man, the managing the aggregate data around machinery efficiency, for instance, and then having your weather history to start to help build the models, the nitrogen models, the disease models, and the pest models. Um, the ni- our nitrogen model, we, uh, we beta tested in 2016, and it will be rolled out to growers in 2017. And finally, uh, what do you see as some of the factors that are going to kind of drive these trends, you know, as we continue to kind of advance and evolve here, especially in precision ag? Right. Well, I think I think the interesting one is the one that most would think would be a negative, and that's the current farm, farm climate, right, commodity prices. And I think that sets the stage for exactly why you want to invest in precision agronomy, because your margins are getting razor thin, and if there's a way that you can expand that margin by managing data and making better decisions with your data, you know, one wrong decision that a farmer can make can easily amount to $50 an acre, right? So being in, being in a position where you have the data and you're making a more informed decision on a bunch of the decisions that you make on the farm is going to lead long term to greater efficiency and more productivity, which is exactly what the grower needs, both of those right now, in a, in a more of a break-even type market that we're in right now. One other question, too, is um, how does, will Farmer's Edge kind of, you know, benefit from other vendors and retailers, dealers, and service providers? What are what are kind of the, uh, the value that you guys are bringing? Well, so that's a great question. So we are, uh, we're working with different uh, third-party input suppliers, seed, seed uh, dealerships, crop insurance agencies. Uh, they can become either a referral partner for us or a full representative with us. And one of the interesting things that's came out of that discussion is uh, can we use our fleet management products inside a retailer to help them manage all of their equipment and manage all their variable rate activity? Um, you know, we're trying to move away from having thumb drives and physically driving out prescriptions. Our cam plug collects the data. You can send the prescriptions right to the cab. Uh, and so we're seeing sort of another value play uh, with the retailers inside our services. To, we, we, call it, we call the farmer-facing farm command, and right now we're calling that rep command. Uh, we've got uh, a handful of uh, retailers using that service right now, and then we hope to have, be able to roll that out in 2017 as, as a solution. Anything else you'd like to add, Tim? Um, no, I mean, I think I think this industry is 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 hot in agriculture right now, and I think growers might tend to shy away because there's so much they can choose, and I think you really just need to do your research and look for somebody that can help you 
in the end make better decisions rather than help you with one part of what you're doing. I, t I talked to a large girl the other day. He said he was using 11 different software packages to manage his farm. Uh, and he's looking at us and he thinks he can replace half of them uh, or maybe more. So uh, I think people are looking for less people to work with but still get that value. And I think Farmer's Edge is, is, it brings that to you very strongly. While there is more emphasis on collecting farm data, we did find that companies are still seeing interest in what might be considered standard precision technologies, such as auto steer and guidance systems. Scott Spare, product specialist, and Jeff Farrar, vice president of sales with Ag Junction, weighed in with their perspective. The trend is definitely towards nutrient management, and people are wanting to get more specific on how they do that. So a lot of people. I know we're looking at more application control and narrowing up and being more accurate with their uh, application, whether it be auto steer or application control and section control. I know that's a big thing that I've been seeing around farm shows and just in industries. None of those cost anything. You, you can realize any of them if, if we're not putting the tractor and the implement right where they need to be. So we can do all of the, the variable rate and, and try to do all this stuff, which is, which is awesome. That's where the industry all going with all the data we're collecting and making these management decisions but most of it falls right back down to if you can't fit the vehicle where it needs to be none of this other matters and so that's that's kind of where we're keeping our our base our focus our core is centered around putting the vehicle where it needs to be in terms of you know some of the developments you guys have made uh, even in just the last couple of years how do you see uh, that kind of, you know, uh, driving that innovation, you know, and, and kind of you mentioned some of the goals you have and, and your core focus, but, you know, are there changes that even in the last couple of years you guys have seen that have helped you kind of uh, advance that? Well, I know something we've been looking at is uh, that a lot of late adopters are really coming to the market looking to pick that up, so... Yeah. I, I think what we're, and that's exactly right, Scott. I think what we're seeing is folks that didn't think they would ever participate in Precision Hack are finally coming to the table to, to, to kind of get started with it. It's not as intimidating as it once was. Uh, it, it can be. There's plenty of systems and capabilities out there that, that are mind-boggling, but uh, the sense of it is that, that uh, more and more folks are, are coming to the table. Sure. As we're... As we're building software and applications, we definitely have those people at the forefront of everything we do to make sure that we don't forget them and make it overcomplicated thinking that everybody already has a window into that. So we're always trying to strive to make it simpler and simpler to get in the tractor so those late adopters can pick it up with no problem. And in fact, most of the folks we've talked to this morning, you know, of course, it's always a, a barrage of uh, uh, current customers that have your you know, products with questions or, or whatnot. But uh, we've talked to many of folks already today that, that haven't touched anything at Precision Ag yet. It's interesting, yeah, and you, you think about kind of a, in the climate we're in, you know, that's uh, interesting because, you, I mean, everybody is stressing kind of ROI and, and that having to be proven, especially with precision nowadays, to see 
you know, do you think that that drives a little bit of those late adopters sure, maybe to sure. kind of realize that, well, boy, hey, maybe this is a, an easy way that I could kind of start to get into that, save some money or make some money? Sure. I know on a personal level last year, you know, when I came down to cash flow time, I was able to take in records and documents and stuff to the banker, and he didn't question a thing that I was doing because I had all the documentation for precision agriculture. Right, right, yeah, and that's that's a big part of it now. Um, last question was just, um, you know, what do you guys see as some of the driving factors of either, you know, kind of some of the evolutions you guys have made or just kind of the, the trend in, that's taking shape here, especially, you know, in precision ag, you know, uh, and, and hardware is now so much more intimately connected with, you know, the data side of things and the agronomic elements. But, um, you know, do you, do you guys see a couple of key drivers of, of that evolution? Simplifying things. Simplifying things is definitely something that a lot of us, as we picked up technology, forgot, and now we got to go back and simplify things. Don't over-engineer it. To have it. Pretty usable. We've proven we can do it. Now we got to make sure that an 80-year-old man can jump in there and, and push a button and go. Make it mainstream. One of the sentiments echoed by several companies was there is much more of a demand from farm customers to have the value of precision technology proven to them before they make an investment. This was a trend Mike Gomes, vice president of business development at Topcon Agriculture, analyzed. In a year like this, I, I would say that the first probably most significant trend we see from the customers is show me the value. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a year like this um, where uh, uh, we're coming off of a great growing year, but price is certainly a challenge, um, and you see growers, uh, a number of growers that have adopted various pieces of technology over the last three or five years are beginning to really dig in and understand what they bought, Be, begin to understand, oh, okay, I, I've been using my auto steering system and I actually get to the point where I know and trust that. How do I do the variable rate seeding? And then when it, and, and then it's, wow, what other pieces of the puzzle do I already have? Whether that's section control, whether that's clutch on off, whether that's uh, variable rate application varying not just plant population, um, <clears throat> varying not just population or, uh, or on off, but, but being able to, to really get um, intimate with uh, variable rate application. And then how does that affect, maybe not just how, how does it affect my fertilization program, but how does that affect me for, for plant protection products? And then how can I utilize those technologies to show me the value or to really impact my bottom line? You know, and, and, and you walk around the show and you'll see a number of technologies. And, and so uh, uh, you see a number of technologies, so you see a number of technology providers. And so really right, right now, it's times like these that are really uh, causing growers to focus truly focus on understanding all the aspects of the operation and really tighten things up because you can't do it the way you did it a few years ago and still expect the same kind of profits. And so really what you see is, is that it's, it, 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 and in many ways, it starts to become, hey, all right, I, I, I've already attacked the tractor, the sprayer, and the combine. Now, what about the planter? What about, you know, what about the grain cart? What about the seed tender? How am I able to bring those pieces together and, and really make the technology work for me? Um, and, and so it's a number of those kinds of things. That's what we, we, we believe that we've got enough, we've got a lot of value, you know, and, and so it's, it's not just, um, 
but but increasingly it's that accountability, being able to get the records from the seed tender, being able to to follow follow the chain of custody, follow the grains from from the combine uh, from the combine into the grain cart, from the grain cart into the truck, and then be able to track all of those with a product like a harvest tracker products. And, and so uh, increasingly, it's a it's a number of those kinds of of opportunities that that really growers are beginning to seize. You know, they, they may have they may be using their sprayer and, and uh, uh, they've adopted a sprayer on their farm. Now it's hmm, hey, maybe what about a boom height control system? Um, and and, and uh, or what, explain to me boom control and or uh, section control and or you know possibly an injection system you know it, it's it's really understanding where's the value in those and, and beginning to under, unlock the technologies that they're most comfortable with that they've already onboarded and that, that they feel comfortable in being able to put into their into their farm program. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned yeah, the value side of things. Uh, obviously, um, an interesting perspective I heard kind of walking around today was uh, um, that you know there there were some people walking around here that you know might be still kind of uh, late adopters to precision egg. And you know, is this kind of a time frame you know where you're seeing that cycle and that kind of you know needed value to and the return on investment where is this what's going to kind of finally encourage that segment of people to say, you know what, this is probably one of the quicker ways I could maybe get a return on my farm right now, making an investment in technology that maybe I put off in years past. I'm not sure if that's something you're sensing or seeing. Well, absolutely. I, I mean, for example, the, the auto steering technology has been mature effectively. It's been out in, in our industry for 16, 17 years. Um, but there are people who walk in and it's still new to them, right? And and, and uh, uh, the other thing is, is that everybody they, they oftentimes they'll refer to precision agriculture and they'll have adopted just one segment of it. And and for me, it's really what you see is is it's an increasing attitude towards continual improvement. Um, and and I I think that's. That's a, across the board, both nationwide and globally, is, is, that, uh, is, is that growers are beginning to realize um, that what, got, what helped me survive last year, I just have to think of just a few more ways to do things better for next year. And if I don't have a, a, process, a, a continual process of improvement, um, that, that I'm going to get the returns, that, that I, I'm not going to be able to get the returns that I've been able to, to achieve previously. And so I, I think it's that, that continual process improvement it's okay I, I, I'm comfortable with auto steering um, maybe I'm increasing my accuracy level maybe I'm going to strip till maybe I'm going to multiple operations in a single pass um, all right I, I'm comfortable with maybe I'm comfortable with variable rate application now what about nitrogen on the go on the go incensors you know and, and so that now I'm only in, instead of putting down pre-emergent um, <clears throat> now now maybe I'm I'm beginning to do NCs you know, in-season fertilization programs, and so I think that it's it's that it's that process of continual improvement that's causing uh, through through tough times like this the, that grower focus to begin to ask what if, uh, where or or where can I where, where can I squeeze just a little bit of more value? Uh, farmers are tremendous exactors of value, and I think that that the that that uh, times like this certainly are, are causing them to focus and to bring the most they can out of their farming operations. 
We'll get back to the precision perspectives in a moment, but I did want to again thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for making this program possible. Farmer's Edge is proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations, grow opportunities for your customers, and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Let's get back to the highlights now with another topic of conversation among attendees and companies at the Farm Progress Show, that being water, with some dealing with an excess and others thirsting for more. Precision farming technologies continue to integrate more into irrigation, tiling and land leveling systems, as discussed by Wade Stewart, training manager for Trimble Agriculture. Trimble today has made a lot of investment into the water management side of the business. And a lot of our resellers, Trimble we call them resellers versus dealers, a lot of our resellers have taken the initiative to make water a portion of their business. Regardless of where they're based at, uh, you know, here in the Midwest, you're dealing with removing excess water, so tiling is a huge deal. Trimble has some specific features in our water management portfolio that set us apart from the competition, particularly with things that customer is allowed to do directly on the display. So we can do survey designs and installs, so a customer can basically be their own water management expertise. They can set up their own solution. You know, get into other parts of the country then, you know, it's more in dealing with the scarcity of water or evenly distributing it. And that's where we've got a lot of the solutions on leveling the fields. Um, Landforming is a big thing that we've uh, released here recently. Uh, so allowing customers to properly shape the land in order to get the best distribution of water. And then also our irrigation solutions. We've got a number of different uh, key firsts in the industry there that we've released uh, to allow us to evenly distribute water in an irrigation system. So, uh, and that's, you know, obviously a very emerging segment. You know, uh, most people probably don't automatically think of uh, water management when you're talking about precision, but that's kind of a, a key element that's starting to really take hold. You mentioned with some of the water issues and whether it's conservation or excess. But um, in the last couple of years, I know you guys have had some development in that area, but can you talk a little bit about um, kind of what is, you know, kind of playing into that uh, innovation and, and that product development uh, and, and specifically maybe the water management side? Well, I mean, you have water issues mainly in most parts of the world. It's a water scarcity issue that you have. Uh, but in everywhere, it's either dealing with scarcity of water or dealing with environmental issues that may come up from too much water. And so being able to control it, either control the flow of water off of the field or control the distribution of a finite resource that you have and be able to get the most for your, your you know, most for your dollar or the most per, you know, gallon of water that you have to utilize. And that's really all of Trimble's solutions focus on that, maximizing your inputs and getting the greatest efficiency out of those. Arguably the most buzzworthy item at this year's Farm Progress show was created by the unveiling of conceptual autonomous tractors by two major manufacturers. While the technology is still a few years away from reality, Case IH Advanced Farming Systems Marketing Manager Leo Bowes shared his insight on the integration of technology and egg machinery 
with the end goal of simplifying delivery and use of future systems. As we launch products and you know, what's on the minds of producers, and producers today are telling me it's a cost of production. So with commodity prices where they're at, of trying to make a business decision on purchasing, whether it be a piece of equipment or precision technology that's going to give them a return on investment over a, a shorter period of time, uh, that's been one common theme that we've been hearing but as well as, okay, what kind of efficiencies would I gain out of adding maybe rate control or variable rate technologies? Talking with a couple of producers today that are in the slurry application. So our AFS product control fits their need because they're going to start actually mapping the as-applied rate that they're placing uh, within you know that ground. So for them, it's that next step. But they're trying to understand what's on the market today, what can I use, can I use Case IH, can I use other technologies to do that. So when, when you're talking about what you guys have done, you know, even in the last couple of years on the technology side, uh, what do you see as some of the drivers of kind of the innovation and, and to be able to kind of keep pace with whether it's customer expectations or, you know, dealer need? Well, it's a... That's a great question because you hit on two, <laughs> two distinct topics, right? I think it comes down the producer, uh, but also the dealers factored into that. And at this year's Farm Progress Show, we're celebrating 20 years of the quad track design. So I can remember that tractor being launched because I was physically on the show site back in the Mana Colonies. Well, that was kind of an innovative design at the time, four tracks, more traction, less compaction. But at the same time, we introduced just prior to that, two years prior to that, was the yield monitor and the axial combine. So I was kind of saying, where is this going to take us? You know, I can see instantaneous yield and moisture. But then now to geo-reference that yield into the field and then, then 10 years later to have variable rate technology and then now guidance where it's hands-free, we're automating that process in that cab of that tractor. So our producers are trying to replicate that over a shorter period of time because 52 weeks in a year they're maybe in that tractor cab maybe two weeks to three weeks out of the year and they're trying to remember all those efficiencies that they did last year so how do we remember that and how do we get that into the cab so those are the things they're looking at is saying okay how can i be more productive or at the end of the day have that return on investment Looking at those uh, those trends now that are, are taking hold in precision, and I know when you're talking precision, it's you know almost a, a bit of a moving target because you know what is trending today, you know in another year, you know might be trending the other way depending on how things evolve. But uh, you kind of look at that cycle. What do you see as kind of some of the big industry drivers right now uh, as far as the, the technology uh, that's that's coming to market or, you know, uh, potentially going to be coming to market in the next few years? Yeah, I think for a producer, and I'll talk on the dealer side because you had asked that before, but how do I look at lowering my input costs, seed, fertilizer, chemical, labor costs? Um, so this autonomous concept vehicle kind of gives a, a futuristic look way in the future, but what are those things we can do? And then how can we make it easy for them to operate? the interface, as well as our dealers that are working with the customers to provide that uptime service. How can we fix it right the first time? And we, we know that you know customers do get frustrated with technology, and all manufacturers, that um, I need to go and have a tight window of opportunity. So how do we give them not only the training but the knowledge and so they can have that experience to go out and fix it right the first time? And that's a challenge, I think, for all manufacturers And how do we get that information to them quicker and efficiently. 
So you mentioned, and this is a, you know, kind of just a, an additional question based on what you were talking about earlier with uh, getting that feedback, you know, on, on the uh, autonomous vehicle concept here uh, from those those farmers. Um, have you guys kind of taken the pulse of, of your dealer network yet on, on what they're thinking about this technology? Oh, I think our, our dealers are, you know, our pulse of our dealers, uh, we have a dealer advisory board. And uh, on that main dealer advisory board, we also have subcommittees. Uh, I have and lead, I co-chair our subcommittee uh, for precision technology. So that's the pulse that I use, and that pulse is basically throughout U.S. and Canada. So we have 13 members on this dealer advisory board that infuse their needs within their regions. When I look at uh, you know a dealer that's down in the Delta that's in maybe a raised bed application to you know, a dealer that's in the Midwest, row crop, to a dealer that's up in Western Canada in the cereal grains. A lot of different precision needs. And how do we fit and get a product offering as a full line equipment manufacturer for those dealers? So we're using that, and we meet on a monthly basis, and uh, we meet uh, uh, once a year face-to-face. And, and we have some great meetings, and they're spirited, and uh, which they should be. And uh, that's what I enjoy about using our dealers to drive not only what efficiency they need for their operations, but also product needs. And Farm Progress Show is a great venue to come to and listen to producers as well, because you get that good cross-section. But that's a core underpinning for us at Case IH of using that dealer advisory board input. So what are what are some of the things or, or some of the feedback that you know you've maybe gotten from from your dealer network on on the autonomous development? So when you look at autonomous, they they see where that future is. They see where that technology is. They they understand that they have to embrace it. They also have to understand that they have to be looking where that's going and, and looking us looking at us Case IH for that guidance. So. To show them this autonomous concept vehicle to give them that glimpse of the future that says, here's some technologies that maybe we could pull off of this vehicle and bring into our units today. It gives them maybe that other area of, okay, what is that technology and how fast is it going to change? Because we know that precision technology in a 12, 18-month period could start to change as our cell phones, right? Every year we know that we've got latest and greatest features while in the agricultural space, I think we're going to see that just to drive that bottom line of cost of production. One of the overall takeaways from the conversations throughout the week was there is a continued movement by companies toward creating technology solutions with purpose and focus. This was certainly a trend discussed by Travis Becton, North American Director of Marketing for John Deere. To me, it's, it's it's not equipment and technology or, or or technology it's 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 together right and i think um you know there's always sometimes technology looking for a solution but but in today's world it, it's got to be together and uh, so our focus is how do you again i mean when you sit down and analyzing where do you invest your money it's what's it going to do for a customer how's it going to help him increase his yield how's it going to help him lower his costs how can we do it easy? And um, the better you do all answer those types of questions when you've worked on new product programs, uh, the better off you are. And so to me, it, technology is just, it's here to stay, right? It's, it's going to be a part of the equipment, um, and, uh, but it's got to be easy, and it's got to prove that it adds value. 
For, from an adoption standpoint, do you, is there anything that kind of surprises you at this point from technology standpoint, or, or do you see, uh, you know, the, the next segment or area that, that you see? I mean, you mentioned variable rate before, and, and obviously, you know, with guidance, that was something that exploded. Uh, but but is there an area that you guys, or in particular, you know, maybe have a, a, a feel for that? That is something either through your dealer network or just the farmer in general that you you know you see. I know it's kind of a crystal ball question, but <laughs> you know, but what strikes me is um, that there's a lot of technology out there. You take uh, corn, right? There, the potential in every bag is the same, and then from there, from the time you start to plant it. There's tons of variables that go in to change that that potential, and our our role is is to continue to find ways to make it hit its maximum potential. And uh, you know whether it's you know small things like how well do we manage seed to soil contact, right? Or how uh, you know emergence, the consistency, and how we can have crops emerge because if one stock emerges late, it becomes uh, a, just like a weed the rest of the time. And so, um, as advanced as we are, it's still the basics, right? And, uh, and, you know, when you're putting X amount of fertilizer in the ground, how do you do it more efficiently? How do you do it more effectively? And, and do it at scale, right? It's, it's anything to do it on a test plot, but you got to be able to scale it. And, and that's what role we play is understanding the agronomics of that, the economics of that, and how that inter- intersects with equipment, and uh, and you got to be able to do it on a scale that's effective, and uh, and so I don't know that there's some whiz bang something out there. I'm sure there's tons of them, right? But uh, to me, it's the it's we got to be able to integrate it. You got to be able to scale it, and you got to prove that it adds value, and it's going to do it uh, consistently. And, uh, and we're working with ourselves and other partners to do that. The last question I had just uh, had to do with that partnership element, and, and that was discussed uh, during today's program. But, um, you know, just maybe you can talk a little bit about some of those partnerships that uh, are going to probably play a key role in the development, especially on the precision side, for how yep. you guys operate on that compatibility element and, and the uh, infrastructure yep. that you're looking to develop. Well, I, I think it varies depending on where we're at. I mean, so if you think about it, on our operations center, the third-party enablement is there's tons of, of uh, suppliers out there for our customers, right? And some are agronomists, some have you know remote sensing, you name it, whatever it is. Uh, we're trying to help build the back office, the you know the operations center, so that we can have one source of data pool that based on our customer's choice if they want to do it they they can work with various uh, partners out there because we uh, we don't that's not our core is to, to try to go into all of those other areas that ours is on the equipment side and but yet enabling uh, the back office for lack of a better word to, to do all of that well thank you to each of the companies for sharing their time and perspective at this year's farm progress show Certainly enjoy the time spent with them and getting their insight into what we can look forward to in the future of ag. Those listeners who would like to see more of our coverage of the event can visit www.precisionfarmingdealer.com.
Well, I hope that you'll join us again on September 29th for the next episode in our 2016 podcast series, What to Look for in New Precision Hires, when Ken Diller from Huber, Inc. will share his experience and advice for finding and training your next crop of precision farming specialists. For those companies we visited with at the Farm Progress Show, Farmer's Edge, and on our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Simlicka. Thanks for listening. Thank you.